what if I had the power to gather all of my favorite MCs with the illest comic book characters and they became arch enemies? Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters would go head up with raw lyrics. Now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours and have them sign up for the last Emperor secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity, we need a crazy large arena that might stretch from West Philadelphia to East Medina. If I'm able, I'd put it on pay-per-view through my label and give free tickets to my neighborhood bums with no cable. Yeah, that sounds fat. Now that we've squared away the propositions, let's begin with the ultimate tough man competition. Set it off, it's the fight of the century. KRS and Professor X would battle each other mentally with rhymes. These two team captains waste no time. Charles Xavier tried to invade... Welcome back to the Watch So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We got Mike here, and we got my man, Super Woke Javi. What's going on, Javi? Going on, Brandon. What's up? It's been a long time. It's been too long, man. I'm yeah. so glad to talk to my man Javi, man. We've been texting, but we haven't talked in a minute on the show. So this is going to be excellent. So we are here um, to get back to what we started this show with doing three, four years ago, reviewing TV shows uh, and movies. But this is a TV show. And today, uh, you know, a lot of y'all probably noticed this or watched it. Um, but we are reviewing. The first episode from season one of the new Disney Plus series, Loki. Uh, let me see. What the hell was the name of this episode? It was called Something Inglorious. What did he call himself? Uh, Glorious Purpose. Glorious yeah. Purpose. Uh, Loki, the god of mischief, finds himself out of time in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others. Super Woke, what do you think about this episode? I loved it, man. Like, I, I can't, you know, uh, if you can judge a series by its first episode, uh, you know, it, it's it's seeming like it's going to be another, you know, home run for Marvel and Disney. Um, and it's something that, you know, it's making Wednesdays exciting again, you know. Make Wednesdays exciting again. Make Wednesdays great again. You know, that's the, that's the tag phrase um, that I'm going with until the series ends. Mr. Michael, what about you? Yeah, I got to say, I think I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but I, I, Loki was never like a character that I like. I mean, he Tom Hiddleston's a great actor, and he's probably one of the best like MCU villains in general, just because they actually took the time to like flesh him out, unlike, say, for example, the Ant-Man villain, Yellow Jacket, who I don't even remember what his or, uh, much about him at all. Very forgettable. But uh, I, I was never like attached to Loki, regardless of his performance, but this... This got my attention. I also love Owen Wilson, though. So, I mean, I, it's weird seeing him in, like, a kind of, I guess this is a more serious role. Like, he plays serious roles sometimes, but I'm just so used to seeing him, like, alongside Vince Vaughn doing, like, funny stuff. So this was cool. Everyone's, I was pleasantly surprised. It was really, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, the 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 YouTube, you know, the YouTube people who do, like, Easter egg videos and stuff like that. Those people are going crazy with this because there was a lot of stuff in the background. Oh, I'm sure there was a ton. I, I didn't get a lot of it. I'm sure I have. To, I just I just watched it right before. It was a lot finished. of stuff in the background in this movie in this episode that got people mm-hmm. talking. Um, but yeah, essentially, I loved it too, man. I, this I'm really you know I'm a, I'm a big sci-fi nerd too, so this is really delving into like the time travel and time stream. And it's going to get really wonky for a lot of casual. 
uh, Marvel fans. Like the the thing about the MCU is it crossed over to just like regular ass people. Like we're all comic book nerds, but like regular ass people can't wait to watch the next Marvel property, whether it's a TV the, show or a movie. The MCU made being a comic book nerd cool. Well, it was always, it's always been cool. What are you talking about? Cool. I, you, well, to us, it has. But like <laughs> you know, it wasn't cool to like. Uh, you know the mainstream like people you know like yeah, I, yeah but there you are, were a nerd i was cool anyway I, yeah i was always a nerd <laughs> but see so this benefits people like me you know there are like there's professional athletes like nfl players who like talk about this stuff they there's uh, there's one i don't remember his name my roommate showed him to me he like collects like lego minifigures the custom ones that display like you never see that before the mcu days that would not fly and that's like the magic, that's the magic, right, of the MCU is that it's so accessible to people that, you know, probably have never picked up a comic book. But again, it's so deep. Like I spent, I don't know, a couple of hours today just watching YouTube videos about Easter eggs, right? Like digging into it. Uh, it's like they they go into the Marvel lore and they just they just they pull out all the deep cuts and they just implement it so seamlessly, and it, it, it makes for a great, great show, properties, movies, um, and it just shows how deep good writing in comic books is, you know, how, how you know, why we love it, you know, it's, I, I love sharing this stuff with my wife, you know, I, she's, she's turned into a geek because of this, so it's all mm-hmm. good. And I, 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 yeah, so what I was going to say is, you know those people. You know the the thing about the MCU that we sh- everyone should know, um, and I'm not just saying this is somebody who reviews films, but just in general, the 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 MCU what they do is is they basically their their philosophy is the easiest answer is the right answer, and they do that because it's the easiest thing to follow. They don't try to get too crazy. They don't try to misdirect you too many times. They don't try to like. Comic books are very convoluted. For those of y'all who read them, you know that it can be very convoluted. And if you don't understand the genre and you just start reading crazy-ass stories, like my favorite story, comic book story of all time is New Avengers and Avengers, Jonathan Hickman, Time Runs Out Story. If you've never read a comic book before and you just pick that story up, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Um, the MCU is not that way. The MCU is, I'm going to give you something, and it's pretty straightforward, and I want you to be able to follow along and kind of get where it's going. And I might give you a little trick here and there, but at the end of the day, you kind of have an idea where it's going to go. And I want you to just enjoy the ride there. They're starting to stray away to that, and which is not a bad thing because I think they got people, they've got a lot of casual people ready to understand how comic books works through that whole Infinity Saga. Infinity Saga. And now they're like, now we can tell real comic book store like the convoluted stuff so you saw it with wandavision where just had people going nuts not understanding what the hell is going to happen captain america and winter soldier went back to a more straightforward action-packed thing but loki's picking right back up on that wandavision thing of like okay there's a lot of shit going on here and we introduced time travel and endgame there's all time traveling here we're getting multiple universes and multiverse and they talk about that in this and so it's really going to be interesting to see how people respond to this. Um, Javi, what did you think about uh, how this kind of opened up with you know, like retelling us what we saw in Endgame with Loki 
but kind of giving us, you know, from a different perspective slightly and how he ended up in the Time Variance Authority. I think that's my favorite part. You know, the thing I enjoy most about Marvel in particular is the cosmic universe of Marvel. So when the, the strangest things, the, the, the most convoluted parts happen to me be my favorite parts, right? So that played to in my wheelhouse, um, just explaining how you can have these variants of, uh, of different characters and how they can affect different timelines. Um, so I, I, I was a little hesitant going into this, knowing that they were going to tackle this particular thing and the fact that they did it so smoothly. And um, going to your previous point, I think it touches on this. So we've been reading comic books for years, right? And so we have this, 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 breadth of knowledge that goes back years. Comic books in general have been going back decades, right? And the reason why they become so convoluted is because they're trying to make sense of years and years of backstory. At this point, the MCU has been going on for more than a decade, right? So you you, you can only you can be just an MCU geek and you can have a very deep knowledge well, right? Based on all the stories, all the characters. So you, again, so it's 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 it you you are getting that comic book, that 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 you are getting that same that same experience with these movies. So with that said, I think this is as complicated as it may seem. It doesn't matter at this point because I think at this point, millions of people understand the MCU deeply. So, say if somebody never watched an MCU movie, I guarantee you they would have been confused going into this, right? But. But, at this point, who hasn't watched? Who hasn't watched like the entire series at this point? So it's hard to tell, um, you know, if 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 they did it well because at this point, everybody everybody's knowledgeable. Like I said, my wife, shoot, my mom watched Black Panther, right? So she might have understood some of the stuff in this when it comes to like the Infinity Stones and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. At this point, they created a world. It's deep, and we're all invested in it. So it doesn't even matter at this point. I think you know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, one of my favorite podcasts is the comic book, uh, the um, character corner with uh, Chris and Deepalm. And one of the things Deepalm always says is, "Someone's comic book is every every comic book is someone's first comic book, right?" Mm-hmm. And so, part of writing a comic is you never know if this is someone's first comic. And even if you want to continue your story and you want to serve your fans, but you also want to make it enough where new people can come in and join. You want people to jump in. That's why in comic books, they're always making new number ones because this is a way to get new fans to jump on. Mike, I'm about to play a a clip from the show, and then I kind of want you to talk about it because this is kind of how Marvel is saying, yeah, y'all. I know a lot of y'all have watched the movies. I know a lot of y'all have watched the TV shows. I know a lot of y'all understand all this crazy stuff. But somebody's first Marvel experience is watching Loki somebody's first experience with time travel was watching Loki and they don't understand multiverse. So we're going to explain it to you. So I'm going to share this and then Mike, you can talk about it because I thought this was really well done. Uh, can y'all see my screen? Yep. Welcome to the time variance authority. I'm Miss Minutes and it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Long ago, there was a vast multiversal war. 
countless unique timelines battled each other for supremacy, nearly resulting in the total destruction of, well, everything. But then the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline, the sacred timeline. Now the timekeepers protect and preserve the proper flow of time for everyone and everything. But sometimes people like you veer off the path the timekeepers created. We call those variants. Maybe you started an uprising, or were just late for work. Whatever it was, stepping off your path created a nexus event, which left unchecked could branch off into madness, leading to another multiversal war. But don't worry, to make sure that doesn't happen, the timekeepers created the TVA and all its incredible workers. The TVA has stepped in to fix your mistake and set time back on its predetermined path. Now that your actions have left you without a place on the timeline, you must stand trial for your offenses. So sit tight and we'll get you in front of a judge in no time. Just make sure you have your ticket and you'll be seen by the next available attendant. Mike, what did you think about that? Uh, I liked how they explained it. I, I put it up there as one of the better explanations of the multiverse, only behind the way that they did it in the CW with Flash and Supergirl. They did a pretty good job of explaining it there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's complicated now because we already know that the current timeline, like, we know how the current timeline has played out up until this point. And Loki being the variant, he can't really do anything as far I mean, unless the show makes some sort of drastic changes, he can't really do anything to get back to that place or to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he does to it's at risk of that whole branch. I mean, he's in it right now, that whole variant branch. Right. I, I guess mm-hmm. he's safe when he's at the TVA, but he's in that. So he, he can really only now exist within the confines of the TVA or he can't exist at all. And so there was that great scene where he sees his whole... Uh, this is a spoiler review, right? I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, there's that scene. I love this scene, actually, where he sees, like, his entire life. You know, this dude who's, who's like, thinks he was born to rule, boy, and then he just sees, like, oh, not only did I never rule, but I never really... I didn't do much of anything. Uh, I, I helped out a little bit at the end, and then I died. I was responsible for my mom's death. I I caused all these problems. Like I suck. I mean, not quite to you know. Maybe he wasn't as hard as himself on himself as I was being on him. But so I'm curious to see if that affects his manipulative ways. You know, because I fully expect him to try and betray everybody pretty much at all times. But now he's kind of been brought. He's been humbled. You know what I mean? He's been brought down to. Just to, you know, his base self. He kind of opened up to, or that could, I don't know if when, when he opened up to Owen Wilson, if that was like some sort of, uh, like, if he was genuine or if he's just trying to, you know, gain the trust. But I liked it a lot. Javi, you've read Time's Run Out. I watched that video and Miss Minutes goes, all these multiverses were coming together and it almost had the end of everything. And I heard that and I was like, the end of everything? They're going to do this. They're going to do Secret Wars. Like, they're going to really do this storyline in the movies. And I cannot wait to see it. 
I mean, I would love to see a God doom, right? Like, <laughs> I would love to see that happen. But I don't know. Like, I, I've been, I've been trained. I, I'm with you. I have my assumption. Like, I, I would love to see that. But I've been trained not to assume too much when it comes to the MCU because mm-hmm. they, like, that first little the devil in the in the stained glass. You know, the first thing that popped in my mind was Mephisto. But I'm that's just, that's what happened to me. I was like, oh. <laughs> But they know that at this point. They know that <laughs> they're playing with us at this yeah, point. Yeah, they know, right? <laughs> right? So, like, I I can't even make that assumption. I will say this: I'm looking at that um that little the whole the whole the, the whole time bureau like the, that whole thing, even that 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 cartoon that that seemed a little airy to me, like a little a little propaganda ish, right? Um, so when it comes to Marvel, right? The multiverse is the natural way of things, right? Like you have a multiverse. That's that's just how the comic book universe or, or omniverse exists in its natural form. So for me, it seems like that those timekeepers, and if the timekeepers are uh, are, are are characters that show up in the comic books, and they're not, they're a little neutral, but they're not good, right? They they've been adversarial towards adventures adventures for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like it, it just seemed like propaganda, like they're telling a story that you want to hear. And the fact that they're telling you that the, the 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 natural form of that MCU universe is just one single timeline, I don't know. Does it? It kind of seems to me like these these aren't good people, right? The that time bureau, I, they they don't seem. I feel like they're going to be the big bad eventually. That's what and, I was going to uh, ask you, and Mike. Yeah, the show is trying to make you think this hooded figure is this big bad person that needs to be stopped. Yeah. But do you think that's a misdirect, and someone else is the actual big bad? So, how do you uh, think it's the time variance authority? Yo, I, I'm talking. I'm calling them time fascists. That's what I'm going with right <laughs> I now. I hope that's it's not I'm... Owen Wilson. Ooh. That'd be so. Imagine Owen Wilson as a villain. I can't imagine him as a villain. As soon as I just hope if they do do that right after to make the big reveal, they do the dramatic shot of him and his like villain apparel. He just goes, "Wow, I just didn't see that." <laughs> that that oh. is how he talks. That is well, my that's guy. A good, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, he could even be, you know, um, Kang the Conqueror. He pretend, you know, he 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 shapeshifts oh. into things a lot of time. You know, he, that'd be he, wild. You know, he plays he plays those games. You know, he might end up being. Owen Wilson um, might be, you know, Kang in, in disguise. Or maybe Mephisto. Who knows? I just had to put that out there. It's not Mephisto. <laughs> so my, yeah. <laughs> so my girl, uh, Wumi Masoka, is in this from Lovecraft Country, which is dope. She gets to be in another sci-fi action comic book role, uh, doing some crazy shit, um, which is kind of cool. We also find that... Um, Wherever the Time Variance Authority is located, somewhere in between realms or in be- outside of time, that Infinity Stones don't work. Uh, well, we already knew that. They don't work unless they're in their own universe. Yep. And that's another that's another tie-in to... to well, we know that from the book. comic books. I don't think they've ever yeah. explained that in the movies. Yeah. But they never had to because there's never been another universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another thing. A little shout out to people who know comic books. Like we know that. Like I know that from Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four, where you get the Citadel of Ricks. I mean, not Citadel of Ricks, the Citadel of Reeds, <laughs> and all of them bring that. They had some of them had the Infinity Gauntlet, there, <laughs> but it don't work. And they're like, yeah, you can but, only use this in their, your own timeline. Is that exactly? Because I was thinking that during uh, Endgame. 
the reason why I say that is because the times, the, the, the infinity stones that they used in Endgame all came from different timelines. They came right? from and different timelines, but it's in the same universe. Yeah, yeah it's mm. the universe. The universe. I'm assuming See, this that, is complex. I'm assuming the time variance authority is like outside of space and time somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what also makes me think, you know, um, you know, in the story where they're like a long time ago, like these multiverses were fighting and it was madness because time works differently in a time variance authority. I think they're talking about Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, whatever happens in that movie. Or maybe whatever Super oh. Wars movie it might be coming up. So something to come. But like, it, for them, it, it might be in the past. Yeah, because time the, doesn't work universe. the same there. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it you know everything has already happened and everything is yet to happen at the same it's time. It's probably because, that, you know, this is a, probably a huge problem because in this multiversal war, obviously DC's involved and all the Batman must have won. No, And no, that's a huge problem. No. Or... Anyone that's not Batman. No. All the Batman and the Nightmare Batman are no. obviously killed everybody. First of all, it's Batman just a cannot Batman. be. First of all, <laughs> we're not talking about shitty ass Batman. Second of all, Batman. It's a solid theory. Batman couldn't beat anyone in the it's Avengers anyway, so he's a non factor. No, no, no. Batman would. Yes, he would. No, he we're wouldn't. not going to get into this. Now. The Batman's <laughs> analog in the Avengers is Captain America. Captain America is every bit the strategist of Batman, plus he has super soldier serum. He would fuck Batman up. No. Yes. And I, you know, I mean, if you think about it, Tony Stark is Bruce Wayne with a better suit. With a much better suit. Yeah, but Batman would have like some sort of like tiny little EMP <coughs> knock Tony out. Yeah, you, think, you don't think Tony Stark is playing for an EMP? He rides not around a bat, in not a bat EMP. It's, this we're we're not getting EMP. into shitty ass Batman and, and Mike's like a bat. obsession and it, with this terrible character. No, Batman's not a terrible character, but I'm sick of. Well, him. I'm I'm known in, in my circles as the person. My conspiracy theory is that Marvel and DC are working towards a pretty epic crossover. I in the would future, die in their future, but I know that I would die. I would die. Marvel yeah. doesn't. The Marvel doesn't want the stink of the DCEU anywhere near their movies. And DC doesn't. We can't nerf Batman. They barely want in Sony involved. Not the movies, but you know who knows. No, they don't want Sony involved. They just don't have a choice. Yes. Oh my God, Sony yeah. is the worst. I'm so sick and tired of Sony. And I, and I, and I, I like I like that. So this conversation, right? I think kind of ties into that that multiversal war. Like I could see this <laughs> company. Being, I could see this being kind of the 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 nexus, so to speak, right? Of of getting the Fox properties into the MCU as well, right? They have to. I mean, the the world is too established to just let the X-Men walk right in without any background. Here's the thing. The X-Men and the mutants will show up somehow. I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige has a plan to introduce mutants. They Uh, they had perfect reason in WandaVision when she gave, you know, that whole, like, thing. Yeah, but she wasn't powerful enough to introduce mutants throughout the entire world at that point in her timeline. She at least got, like, a whole city. I think... I, if if you're asking me as a huge X Men mark, it's either going to be one of two things. It's either going to be, it's, I, I'm 100 percent sure we're going to get further explanation of the mutants in the Eternals. I do not think Marvel is going to introduce mutants or tell us the how mutants are here through these TV shows. Because as much as people watch these TV shows, they aren't the movies. It's not the a movies, big enough audience. The movies are still number one, so I think they're going to ex- have the big reveal in a movie. And two, I think the Eternals are going to have a lot to do with that. 
and I think it's going to be a combination of the Eternals and the the Doctor three Strange. no the three Infinity Zone the three snaps in a short period of time on Earth that kind of awakened a mutant gene that was buried a long time ago on people across the country. Yeah. So that's my theory. That's and I'm fully expecting I'm fully expecting an ending of Loki to be somewhat mediocre. Um, again, I think the WandaVision, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, both of those had pretty, seemed like rushed endings. Um, I think most of that has to do with the fact that they're going to tie in to the theatrical releases. Um, and so they want to save, they want to save the best stuff for the movies. Yeah. These are just like really good extended trailers, right. For the, for the MCU the, um, theatrical. Yeah. Area. I so saw I someone's, I saw someone say for people who read comic books, it's, these shows are like tie-ins, right? So yeah. like if I'm reading, if I'm reading Secret Wars, right? Secret Wars has a story. There's Secret Wars 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. But there's like, you know, 25 tie-ins to Secret Wars. It's like Battle World and there's the Doom World and there's the Thors and there's like all these tie-ins that's tied into the Secret Wars storyline. And so their theory is that these TV shows are tie-ins to the larger big event that Mar- the MCU is planning through the movies, which makes sense. Do we know how many episodes Loki is? Six, I believe. We do, okay. yeah, six episodes, but Loki is the only one of the series that has been picked up for season two. Oh. Already, so okay. there will be a season two of I Loki. mean, they, they might have to be because then Tom Hiddleston will be done. He either has to die at the end of this, or they're going to put him back in the timeline, which I feel like they could do, but I don't know. Or we can get a Lady Loki. I think we will get a Lady Loki. That's another oh, one I'm of sure the theories. I'm sure we'll see it. That's, sure we'll see a it. lot of people think that's who the hooded figure is. is yeah. And if you Loki. see, if you see in that little dossier they had of Loki when he when he goes into mm-hmm. the um, time variance, I, I can't get their names. The TVA, um, they they show his gender as fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. We'll see what happens. Uh, so while we're talking about Easter eggs, a big Easter egg on Twitter and on YouTube is that when Loki's in this hallway, right, and you see the TVA bring in someone else, a lot of people think that person that they brought in is Peggy Carter. Did you see that, Javi? I did see that. I did see that. It's hard to tell, but, you know, she looks like a, you know, Wait, I missed World that. World War II era young. Let you me know? show. Let me show Mike so he can kind of see the image of what it is. Um, I w- I want to know who the guy that they had the Goldman Sachs guy. Mike, can you see Martin my screen? Spirelli. No. Oh, now I can. It's coming. You see? Oh, oh. man! It's totally her. So uh, a big thing is like people are thinking that when Cap went back, instead of coming back to his main timeline, he lived his life with Peggy. He wasn't supposed to do that. That he Cap might be in prison in the TVA, or he might they might have brought in Peggy because of that. Which you know, could you imagine if Cap if if Loki runs into Captain America and Peggy Carter? I don't think that's going to happen. I think that was just. I think she. I think that person was just a random woman. However, it does look a lot like Haley Atwell. <laughs> yeah, I think. It I is mean, her. I could go with just. Pe- it could just be Peggy, and I'll be happy. And like, you, to be honest with you, um, and knowing her, like, I could see her getting into her own trouble with the TVA. Right? She's definitely. Mm-hmm. She's definitely plucky. 
So, you know, they also ex- what- they also explain uh, why the Avengers were allowed to go back and get those Infinity Stones. That was good. That was smooth. Mm-hmm. That was smooth. The whole time I'm thinking you're talking about variances and I'm like, wait. All of Endgame was just one big variance. What are you talking about? Right. Like and the, the fact that they just explained that away so easily is it, it's either really good. Good, good, smart writing. I think or, they'll talk about it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna talk about that again because they they haven't brought up they have to bring up the cap thing somehow. Yeah. And again, it shows that maybe maybe she had a life. She had a husband yeah. and like kids. Mm-hmm. So, but, but maybe the TVA they're not really protecting the timeline. Maybe they're just they're 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 narrating a timeline that they want, right? Mm-hmm. So. I just, I just have so this much. feeling. Yeah, I have this feeling, man. Like, like it's, it's Loki's gonna be end up, end up the hero of the story, and uh, TVA is gonna be a pretty big bad. That's, that's what I'm going. I mean, with. they already set him up to not be a villain with yeah. his whole like, I don't like hurting people. Well, he kind of went through his whole character development in that one that those couple of scenes that he that he went through in a couple of movies right so mm-hmm. by the last time he saw loki he sacrificed himself mm-hmm. right to save thor um this loki the loki that we picked up on with um the loki series he's the same loki that killed coleman you know attacked new york you know pretty vicious person so you know that character how do how do we know I, again it's hard to gauge loki and this distracts with his character in the comic book. Um, even the variances, the fact that there's multiple Lokis that, that play a part in different timelines that work together, that constantly inf- like con- constantly influence heroes to be a better version of themselves. Like that all mm-hmm. tracks. So, you know, I, man, this is just, I'm just excited. This is my, this Mike, is my ish. Mike, what'd you, this? Mike, what'd you think about the DB Cooper scene? Ooh. Oh, that was funny. That was uh that was really funny. You you know about uh the DB Cooper in real life, right? Yes. Do you know about DB Cooper, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I've heard, yeah, yeah. I do. So, um, what do you think happened to him in real life? I have no idea. I don't know what happened in real life, but they say he jumped out with the parachute. He's a paint. He's he, he's a stain on the on the cement in, in Florida or whatever. Else. Yeah, yeah. His parachute definitely. There was there was no Hemdale to save him in real life. He jumped out without a parachute in real life. No, no, no. He, he jumped. A, he, he had a parachute, and but nobody found him. They've never seen him ever since. They found a bunch of money though, in the ocean. That's a yo. These all right. He's in I'm the ocean probably that. because these fucking you know aliens out here now. Now everybody's got this shit going <laughs> crazy, bro. Uh, so yeah, so a lot was going on in this episode. Uh, Loki basically tries to escape. Uh, he gets a hand of this thing that like resets yourself, which is hilarious, and he kept resetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time twister. The time, yeah, the time twister is what it's called. The mm-hmm. the people who go through time are called Minutemen. For those of you mm-hmm. who don't know, they're called Minutemen, and they're going through the time trying to fix these variants supposedly. Then towards the end, we see this hooded figure who stole this technology, and they took it back to the 1800s in Oklahoma. And the Minutemen see it, and then she they smell some oil. And then, not going to say she, because we don't know if it's a she, but the person uh, lights the oil on fire and kills all the Minutemen. So, you know, and and they are stealing um, those reset devices, which I think is an important factor. 
for something. Like, why would someone keep stealing a bunch of reset devices? They must be trying to reset something on the timeline. Something must have happened that they need a million, they need a bunch of reset devices to fix. And Maybe it's the mom. A friggin'? <laughs> he seemed really bothered by that. So, yeah, something something's going on there. Um, Mike, well, how do you think Tom Hiddleston was in, in this show, as in off the big screen but in the small screen? I thought he did great. I thought he did a great job. He's a good actor. Um, but, yeah, he, he played really well. Like, it's hard for him because he has to be 2012 Loki. He he can't like the new like the Loki we've recently seen like in the twenty twenty you know at the end of or the beginning of Infinity War like that one's been through a lot more and he's not as like he wasn't like as hell bent and maniacal as he was in two thousand twelve and you definitely got that like more like younger hot headed like I want to take over the world for the sake of taking over the world but he had to be that person because that's the version of his character that he was playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought he did a good job of doing that. And maybe he'll grow over the show, over the six episodes like he did over the years in the MCU. So, Mike, you know the woman, the black woman who was playing the judge, Ravana Raceslayer? Yeah. Do you know who she is in the comic books? No. In the comic books, she is the love interest of Kang the Conqueror. Maybe oh and and uh, Owen Wilson was uh was kind of I mean I don't know if he was flirting but he went up to maybe you're right maybe he is Kang the Conqueror that'd be pretty wild mm-hmm. so I don't know if we're gonna see Kang in this because you know John the Majors is kind of a big deal they may not bring him in on here maybe he'll be an after credit scene or something like that but I definitely think Kang has something to do with the TVA. A hundred percent, because he's the king yeah. of time. He was actually their agent. Um, he worked for them uh, on multiple occasions in the comics as well. I've seen some theories that uh, one of the timekeepers kind of looks like uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't recall his name. The character, the actor that's going to be playing Kang as well. Jonathan Majors, the dude from Jonathan Lovecraft Majors. Country, black dude. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, so I like that guy a lot. Uh, so again, these these are all little little snippets to make the comic book fans a little excited and i love that but to to play to uh uh loki's um just character and his motivation i like the fact that we we dug a little deeper into what his his motivations are like why he does what he does what what was his thinking behind his mischief right and they asked him like you know what are you going to do after you rule after you conquer the earth. And then he, he says all the nine realms and it's kind of like it, it, he, he just wants to be the ruler of everything. Right. To the point where he sees that the TVA is probably a power that even he can't even mm-hmm. hope to control. So it's very, it, it's very possible that the variant that's killing uh, these, these, uh, the, these TVA agents is a version of Loki. Who's also trying to take over the TVA as kind of that last power that he needs to take over maybe a loki that's taken that that in his in his timeline has conquered all nine realms and there's just one more one more power to take over right so i kind of like that you know they might hearken to that um and and that's another reason why i love these mcu shoot mc mcu shows on disney plus because it gives us a, a a deeper look 
into some of these characters that we probably wouldn't in the movies just because there's not enough time, right? I, I would love to see uh, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy get a, get a show as well because I want to see w- what their lives are like outside of those movies as well. Mike, what are you looking forward to next episode? Uh, I want to see this episode did such a good job of world building for the MCU. Like we haven't seen this level of world building probably since uh, I don't know, maybe Black Panther uh, or maybe Guardians actually because that was before Black Panther. That was probably the last time they did some serious world building in the short amount of time. So I'm looking forward to see what else exists. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Javi, what are you looking forward to next episode? <sighs> Man, uh, I kind of want to see some more of this buddy cop action going on between Loki and, and Morbius. Mobius. Mm-hmm. Morbius, oh my God. I just had a flashback of what's going to be a horrible <laughs> movie. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I like, I, like uh, I like their interactions. I want to see more of the TVA. Um, I the, the little throwaway line about nightmare, um, you know. I want to. I didn't get that. What, what was that? So uh, when uh, Mobius is giving Loki the tour of the TVA, and he's like, "This isn't real. It's a nightmare." And then Mobius goes like, "Oh, you don't want to go to that place. Like, if you want to destroy that place, you can." Yeah, but what did that mean? Do you know what that meant? I didn't know. So night, nightmare is a character. Nightmare is one of the the uh, powers in the Marvel universe. Um, in the dark abstract dimension, abstract beings um, that you know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people uh, anticipated to see Nightmare oh. in WandaVision. Uh, Nightmare has also been um, he's 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 an arch nemesis of Doctor Strange as well. There's some um, speculation that you'll see him in Multiverse of Madness. So I'd be interested to see if we get a little sneak peek of what Nightmare is going to look like in the MCU. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm just excited, man. I love all this time travel, multiverse bullshit. Uh, it's so, it's so great to me. Um, MCU, you know, I say this all the time. They've had no fails in the they movies. They don't miss. They've had movies that aren't as good as their other movies. Um, they've had, but they've relative to the rest of the movies out in the world, and particularly relative to the history of superhero movies. They have not had a miss. If you say their worst movie is Thor Dark World, okay. I, I can think of a lot of DC movies or Fox movies that are worse than Thor The Dark World. Um, and so, rewatch Thor The Dark World. Like, every movie that I didn't like in the MCU, I've rewatched, mm-hmm. And I go, hmm, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. They've had no misses. So I, I'm just like, okay, I can't wait for the next thing. I can't wait for the next thing. And we're because of COVID, everything got delayed. But also because of COVID, we're getting so much shit. We got WandaVision, then Captain America and Winter Soldier. Now we're getting Loki. Next month is Black Widow. Then right after Black Widow, we're getting the Hawkeye series. Uh, Then we're getting Eternals. Then we're getting Miss Marvel. That's all this year in 2021. Miss Marvel TV series. Yeah, we're getting What If at the end of the year, December. Why did, is it December? I thought it was uh, summer of 2020. I thought it was right? December, but it might be December. You might be right. Yeah, I'm thinking because this Loki's on Wednesdays, right? Mm-hmm. And I, my theory is that uh, events that happen in the Loki show might 
tie into the what if what if series. I think so you I might can see be the right. what if series kind of running concurrently with Did that. We get what if. Then at the end of the year we're getting Spider Man three. Oof. And then we're going right into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in, in uh, January, February, in March of 2022. And it's just a blitz of Marvel mm-hmm. shit coming up. So, mm-hmm. And I can't wait for all of it because I really want to see how they expand this universe. We had 10 years of the Infinity Saga. This episode was meta. This That scene with the Infinity Stones in that drawer, and they're like, oh, this shit don't mean nothing here. They're just paperweights. Was essentially saying, like, Hey man, that Infinity Infinity Stone shit is done. We're moving on to bigger shit. We're moving on to time travel and multiverse, like big shit. That Infinity Stone stuff is nothing. It's a paperweight compared to yep. where we're going right now. And I and cannot that, wait. And that tracks after the Infinity Gauntlet um, storyline in the comics. Mm-hmm. They were called Infinity Stones back then, right? But they pretty much showed up all the time. After that, right? They were just regular plot devices at a certain point. So, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, like the stakes got just bigger and bigger and bigger. And I would love to see some tie um, tie-ins to time um, time runs out. Um, like you, Brandon, that's one of my favorite story storylines, um, along with um, the God Doom series. So, I just want God King I'm Doom. Just, like I'm so excited. I'm I'm excited too. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, Super woke. Tell the people where they can find you. So you can find me on the Old Man Wade Show uh, at Super Woke Harvey, the pinnacle of political perfection. Uh, and uh, you could also find me on CCBN along with um, Old Man Wade, um, who's, again, from the Old Man Wade Show, and uh, J. Jonah Diddy, where we talk about comic books and kind of as much as we can relate that to the culture, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, man, I'm hoping that, you know, me and Javi can keep talking about Loki uh, going forward with Mike and we can we can kind of make this a consistent thing because I miss talking okay. to my man Javi about everything, but particularly Marvel and DC and comic book shit. Um, so, yeah, man, this episode was great. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode. Uh, Mike and I did a show this week that'll be out right around the same time you all are listening to this. So make sure you go check that out. Um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you go subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review if you love the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be back next week or in the next couple of weeks to do some more Loki talks. So thank you all for listening and talk to you all later. Peace.